1: starts right now live from the Nasdaq market side overlooking new york city's times square i'm melissa lear traders on the desk are carter worth tim seymour dan nathan and guy adami tonight on fast it was the hit heard around the wall street i was going to say the world maybe the world too ceo elon musk smoking weed drinking whiskey as more top executives depart from the company is tesla going up in smoke plus energy one of the worst performing sectors this week but the chart master says it looks so bad it's good. He will tell us where he's seeing the biggest buying opportunities. But first, we start with trade wars heating up, and Apple could be the next victim. The stock falling in the final minutes of trading as the company warns of the impact tariffs could have on a number of their products. Let's get to Josh Lipton in San Francisco for all the details. Hey, Josh.
2: Mel, Apple, like many companies, did formally submit comments to the USTR spelling out what the proposed 25 percent duty on 200 billion worth of products imported from China could mean for the company. Apple saying the proposed tariff list list covers a wide range of Apple products, including Apple Watch. AirPods, HomePod, the Mac Mini, Apple Pencil, and Apple adapters, cables, and chargers. Apple telling the USTR that tariffs increase the cost of its U.S. operations, divert resources, and disadvantage the company compared to foreign competitors. Apple saying it is difficult to see how tariffs that hurt U.S. companies and U.S. consumers will advance the government's objectives with respect to China's technology policies. Apple, which had been higher during the day, to turn lower on those headlines. Bernstein's Tony Sakanagi has argued that Apple is uniquely vulnerable in some sense to China risk. After all, that greater China accounts for about 20 percent of Apple sales and that most iPhones are assembled there. But Sakanagi has also told his clients that on net, he thinks worst case scenarios remain unlikely for Tim Cook's company. That at the end of the day, he says Apple here in the U.S. directly employs a lot of Americans and sells very popular products. Same goes for China, he notes, where Apple does support three million million manufacturing workers. Mel, back to you.
1: All right, Josh, thanks. Josh Lipton in San Francisco. So what does this mean for Apple? And is a market discounting the impact of the trade wars? Guy.
3: I think it's absolutely discounting the impact of the trade war. In it, but I think you're seeing in the form of emerging markets. We talked about it last night. There's this thought that it won't be systemic. The emerging market weakness won't make its way here. and Maybe that's true. Maybe it is different this time. I don't think it is. What does it mean for Apple? I gotta be consistent. I thought the stock has a chance to go to 240 on the valuation that we gave it, 18 times forward earnings on next year's earnings. A lot of people agree. Katie Huberty, Morgan Stanley, and I think Canaccord just a $250 price target. However, there's nothing wrong with taking some profits here. I mean, you're playing at this point for anywhere from 10 to 12% of upside, and if this thing does get worse, which I happen to think it will, the downside is probably more significant than that. So although you shouldn't trade the stock, this might be one of those inflection points where it's okay, too.
1: You know, that Sakinagi note was interesting. He put it out in July, and he basically said, you know, iPhones and Apple products could be taxed two times. They could be taxed by China, and they could be taxed by the United States. That's a quantitative impact. But there's also a qualitative impact, which obviously can't be quantified, and that is... You know, what if China does something with the supply chain, makes it more difficult to get components on the ground, et cetera?
4: Yeah, that's likely to be the near-term disruption, and, and you're going to see that likely in cautious guidance for the back half of the year. But it's going to be really, I, I think, probably um, a supply constraint thing, not exactly a demand for a lot of the products. I think it's really interesting. Josh listed a bunch of their products that the company mentioned. Those are going to the other products. The other products made up about six and a half percent of their total sales in the last quarter, so not uh, particularly impactful. And I just want to make one other point. You know, Josh also. Also mentioned that the Chinese employ three million basically through Foxconn which is Apple's biggest supply uh, customer and vice versa three million workers making iPhones sometimes up to a million iPhones a day. That's not something I think the Chinese, with the economy slowing the way it is, they really want to disrupt that too.
0: No, I, I, you know, Apple is not a made in America product. I mean, let's face it, it's made all around the world. And so this is something that, look, when Tim Cook starts to talk about this, and I think Tim Cook has navigated the politics of this administration remarkably well. Uh, And the fact that he also has to operate in China, where there's a lot of politics, good for him. Um, And I, I, you know, I hear what Guy's saying about being tactical in the stock. I actually think, you know, Apple has, throughout multiple periods without necessarily the trade war staring in the face, but periods where it's had a nice run. And I think Apple is one of those stocks that you truly stay in there. I think the valuation is argued, and I think they will weather this. Um, But why not Apple after every industrial company in the world, every resource company in the world? I mean, look at U.S. Steel. Fundamentals of Steel couldn't be any better, and this stock's gone from 46 to 29. And by the way, they're they're adding workers, they're adding capacity, and pretty soon that's going to lead to the exact opposite of what they want.
5: I mean, Apple's fortunes, day to day, week to week. I don't think have anything to do with Apple. I think it's all about money flow. We know that 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 sentiment has shifted in anything that's been steep up and to the right, whether it's a Visa or an Apple or uh, United uh, Health. Meaning, it's growth that's been impervious to anything related to the globe or to the economy. So you don't even think what it's is,
0: fundamental. I'm trying to. I mean, day
5: to day, absolutely not. Meaning, yeah. if you look at the correlation, the way it's trading with a Visa or, or again other super cap names, ISRG. They're trading. It's simply, I want to take some profits here and try to play something.
4: Yeah, but Carter, don't you think that, look at what happened to Facebook. You could have made that argument a lot of ways before they hit a whole bunch of roadblocks. That, and there's no, been sure, a But that happens why only
5: off. once you get news. That's, right. that's, that's specific to the company. It happened to Red Hat. Right. It happened to Twitter. These are specific to those companies that happen to face But Facebook. what if there was
4: a prolonged trade war that did affect their uh, ability eventually to that's supply what the iPhone? But right now,
5: the way Apple trades, if you just look at its correlation no. with things like a Visa, it's trading simply as a money flow issue. So
1: no you reason know? to panic now?
5: I don't see it other than it's too steep in the first place and you might as well take profits.
1: Right, right. I mean, the, the price action in Apple, to be fair, not bad. not bad. I mean, you if you got the headline and you said, hey, guess how the stock would react, I would have... Guessed a steeper decline, especially given a Friday, Friday given what's going on, final minutes of trading, going into the weekend, blah blah. But
3: again, it's something I said last night. I'll say again tonight. Why would the Chinese in the environment that we find ourselves here in the United States, with all, all the acrimony and all the headline risk, why would they be willing to make a deal? Forget about ahead of the midterm elections. Why would they make a deal this year? I don't think it, it behooves them to do so. Now, I think President Trump's rhetoric will increase. Mm-hmm. But again, I'll say maybe I'm wrong. But I think the Chinese are much better well, suited to play a long game.
0: This, this to me is all and really only about made in China 2025, because as far as I'm concerned, this is our administration, and, and I, I agree with a lot of it, um, pushing back against this whole desire by China to, to not be leapfrogged or to leapfrog the U.S. as the dominant global tech player we are. And this indus, this, this century is about technology. And let's face it, that controls the world. So um, they should want to not be number two, um, but the reality is why are they going to let up on this? And, and I, think, I think they want Apple around as long as they need them, which okay. is the, the classic playbook in emerging markets. You keep around the multinationals and I'm not going to say you're going to steal their technology. I'm just going to say you use, you use, you use until you do not need that and you can make it at home. So, you know, we have to be careful here.
1: Maybe what the Apple story underscores though is that perhaps markets are not actually thinking about the actual impact of the tariffs to different products. We might have known the impacts of the t- of next round of tariffs on Apple if we really looked carefully at it. I mean, Tony Sakanagi was able to do it in July. But for some reason today, when Apple comes out and says, this is the impact, these are the products that will be impacted, the market listens. We haven't actually gone through that exercise with a lot of companies that might not have the goodwill of China because a Chinese company employs hundreds and thousands of workers to assemble the product over there.
4: Yeah, so I would just say this. Uh, with Apple, you know, this is a very high-priced product, right? And We know that Autos has been in, really in the center of this trade discussion here, but Apple also has a massive margin on their product. There's no other smartphone motor that has a 38% gross margin. So this is really what I think investors have to start thinking about here as this story goes forward. The one other point, though, this is a high-end smartphone market. They get most of those high-end sales in Europe and North America. Obviously, growth areas in emerging markets are really important, like China. Um, but to me right now, um, they're somewhat insulated. If you're telling me this is an issue for Samsung that sells, has 80% market share globally for smartphones, and they smel- sell at a much, much lower price point and profitability level, that would be a bigger issue. So I actually think in the near term, Apple will be able to navigate this for the very reason that you said, Tim. Cook's been able to play both sides of the fence. They were the single largest beneficiary of our tax cut last year. They've been very careful with our administration, and he's also spent a lot of time over with China, so I think they make it out of this thing okay. All
1: right, coming up, Tesla CEO Elon Musk's wild night, followed by quite the hangover for Tesla shares. They were getting smacked today as more executives fled the company. Elon Musk coming out with a statement moments ago. We've got all the details. Plus, what do crypto and cannabis have in common? Maybe more than you think. We will explain why cannabis could be following the crypto playbook. We are live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this. Welcome back to Fast Money. We've got breaking news on Tesla. Let's get to Jackie DeAngelis for the details. Jackie. Hi there, Melissa. Well, Tesla, uh, the website, posting an update for the company. It's an email, actually, to employees from Elon Musk himself. It discusses a couple of management changes uh, that we wanted to bring to your attention. Jerome Guillen, he's been promoted to president of automotive and Kevin Kassekert has been promoted to the VP of People and Places. As I mentioned, Elon Musk signing this uh, email himself. Uh, certainly a lot of news coming out of Tesla today, so these promotions are just part of the thread. Back to you. All right. Thank you very much, Jackie DeAngelis. And of course, the statement follows a day of chaos for Tesla, all starting when Elon Musk did this.
3: So is that a joint? It's or is it fun? a cigar? Yeah, it's no. Fun. Okay.
6: It's um, marijuana it's inside
3: sweet. of uh, tobacco. Oh, okay. So it's like posh pot tobacco, yeah. pot. You never had that? Yeah, I think I tried one once. Come on, man. You, <laughs> you probably can't because stockholders, right? I mean, it's legal, right? It's totally legal. Okay.
6: How does that work? Do people get upset at you if you do certain things? It's uh, tobacco and marijuana in there. That's all it is.
1: I, I nice I look, mean, this is like I the eighth that. time I've seen oh, this. So and every single time I'm always floored. Okay. Smoking weed, drinking whiskey, talking about living in a simulation on a comedy podcast with Joe Rogan. So the stock down nearly 25% since that infamous funding secured tweet. Does Musk need to go? Can Tesla turn it around, or is, he, is this the end of the road? For him, it, um, you know, the statement, by the way, today was an effort. I it seems like to to make it seem like things are okay because we had the chief accounting officer resign, Morton. we had reportedly the yep. the head of HR not returning after an extended leave of absence. So it, it looked like there were executives just fleeing the company. And so Musk comes out today with the statement saying all these people have been promoted and and put into these roles. Well,
0: I mean, first of all, it. To- Rogan, it's it's kind of like, he, he's that classic dude at school, like, you can't do that because, and it's oh, I got to do it. I mean, it's crazy. Well, you can't do it because of shareholders. You say that to Elon Musk, he'll do anything. And and that's really what's, I think, a little disturbing about this. Whether, it's, whether he's smoking pot or smoking a blunt or drinking whiskey, that is not the issue here. It's really not. The issue is that this Gentleman seems to be looking for ways in which he can actually act out. And meanwhile, I think when you get news about your chief accounting officer resigning, you know, I don't believe this was on time. Uh, You know, I'll I'll let other people decide that. But the bottom line is there is a lot of unpredictable behavior. Why so many executive resignations and departures Mm -hmm. at a time when you're trying to get operations moving forward? I mean, that to me is the bigger issue.
5: Right. I mean, drinking and smoking. This is is just whatever. whatever. But I mean, also shareholders, they know what they signed up for. They signed up for genius. And sometimes geniuses come with crazy or peculiar behavior, eccentricities. And so is this anything beyond that? It might not be the person you want to run and manage things long term, but he also happens to be Person that created it. This happened to Steve Jobs at some point. Pushed out.
4: Yeah, but, his own uh, but investors have a fiduciary responsibility also to their shareholders. And so when you think about what's going on, it's very Trumpian. I mean, this is literally mirroring what's going on in Washington, and it appears to be crescendoing a little bit. Hold on, so, you, got, you got Musk and Trump as in kind the, of same the same bucket. guy now. Oh my goodness! I mean, this is, is a this is a huge. To, I mean, a huge distraction uh, away from really some huge manufacturing issues. Their inability to retain uh, management. I mean, think about it. Their inability to hit. their inability to keep people on board to the story. Um, So to me, this is a really nasty way to distract from some pretty bad action that's going on in the company. So to me, I I think this situation is getting worse. It's crescendoing. And the question you have to ask yourself with 25% short interest is what happens if we hear that he's taking a 90-day leave of absence? We've seen these sorts of things when when Steve Jobs was sick, you know, in the last decade, that sort of thing. And obviously a very, very different situation. But what happens? Do shorts cover if they were to bring somebody in from externally to run? This thing?
1: So it would be a good thing for the stock.
0: Could be. Short but interest has actually come down in the last couple of days, by the way. As, yeah. as the company has, has plummeted, the interesting thing is usually shorts go after a company and you see short interest increase at that time.
1: I mean, it's hard for, for a believer in the Tesla story to remain a believer given all the problems that Elon Musk has created for himself as well as for the company. It's interesting, it's like, right? Self-made one, problems. One
3: of the arguments, I, I yeah, absolutely believe and one of the arguments I made, there's no incremental seller of this stock because the major holders will hold this. Now you have to ask yourself, within the halls of fidelity in some of these huger institutions, are they talking about what are we doing with our Teslas? They have to. After this, they have to. I mean, there's a level of arrogance that's associated with what he did. I mean, it's fine if you're a private company. Do whatever you want. But when you're a public company, to your point, you have a fiduciary responsibility. He clearly doesn't seem all that interested in it. So we said last night it should it's not going to hold 280 the third time down. 245, the level in March is in play. Dan mentioned 252, that was the low, but now you're really in sort of, again, pretty much no man's and land. And it
1: increases the questions about the board. What have the what has the board been doing this whole entire time? From August 7th, even prior to that on. The board was already accused of being very cozy with Elon Musk, and all of a sudden here they are, what sitting idly by, allowing Elon Musk oh, to do sure whatever he wants, talk to whatever it, media, activity, do whatever passion.
5: Deciding what's the lesser evil? Making a big headline and chucking him out? or kind of working with him. And at this point, obviously, they haven't done anything. Well, we have
4: component. a comparison. I mean, we talked about this on the desk before. Uber. I mean, the board was very cozy to the founder, Travis Kalanick, uh, you know, over a year and a half ago. And they sat around. They enabled certain behavior. And then sooner or later, it was too much. It was gone. Um, so at the end of the day, I think you're going to see some sort of action because it's going to have to happen. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that there are debt holders or equity holders. They have SEC obligations, you know, that sort of thing. And, and look at the debt. Well, the that's debt what courts have to do.
1: $1.3 billion by March of next yeah. year. Come to. All right. For more on uh, what the street is saying about Elon Musk, head to cmc.com where best-selling author Susie Welch calls the CEO's antics, quote, sad and dangerous. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC. First in Business Worldwide. In the meantime, here's what else is coming up on Fast.
5: Yep, that's what cloud stocks have been doing. But if you missed the run, don't worry. We've got the perfect trade to help your portfolio float higher, too, when Fast Money returns.
4: What's on the horizon for financial markets?
1: Welcome back to Fast Money. The SEC warning about pot stocks this week, citing reasons reminiscent of their warnings about cryptocurrencies back at the cr- height of the craze. Bob is at the NYSE to break it down. Hey, Bob.
6: Hi, Melissa. The SEC is warning investors about the hazards of investing in pot this time. In a statement with remarkable similarities to its warnings on crypto, the SEC has told investors to be wary of investing in the marijuana business warning that fraudsters may manipulate stock prices, may spread false and misleading information, and may try to use media coverage of marijuana legalization to promote investment scams. They urge investors to look out for unlicensed, unregistered sellers and guaranteed returns. Be wary of that. This is remarkably similar to the SEC's earlier warnings on investing in Bitcoin and other cryptos. In a letter the SEC released in January, the SEC said cryptos offered substantially less investor protection than traditional securities markets and that there was greater opportunity for fraud and manipulation. A separate alert from 2017 warned ICO investors to be wary of guaranteed high returns and unlicensed sellers. This is exactly the language they use to warn against pot scams. The two sound similar because they go to the very reason the SEC exists. In 1933, Congress passed a law, the Securities Act, to protect investors because existing state laws back then were ineffective in protecting them against fraud. There really were people selling swampland in Florida back then. The following year, Congress created the SEC to do three things, maintain fair and orderly and efficient markets, number one. Number two, facilitate capital formation, and three, to protect investors. Given how many get-rich-quick schemes have sprung up in both Pot and crypto investments. This is exactly what the SEC should be doing. Back to you, Melissa. All right,
1: Bob. Thanks. Bob Pisani, the NYSE. So is cannabis the new crypto. We're getting our own cannabis king to answer that very question for us. Tim's over at The Plasma to give us a lowdown on what's the same and what's different about crypto and cannabis. Tim, take it away. Thanks,
0: Mel. And and boy, what is this? If you remember your business school, this is a Venn diagram. And what that means is you essentially have two circles and where they overlap, you have a bunch of stuff that's in common. So what's in common between Crypto and cannabis. Well, you can make an argument that they're both commodities, except for this is really a commodity, ultimately physically, and it's a plant, and we talk about commodity prices. I don't think that this is a commodity, even though it may be actually CFTC regulated. Is it criminal? Well, obviously, one of the things that the SEC was talking about was that, you know, you could be... Investing in something where federally it's a criminal offense and you could be attached to that, or not you as an investor, but certainly that company, that's a big risk. A lot of people talk about ultimately, can we slide that over? The criminal elements of the crypto world, how essentially the the, the the interweb and all these negative places or whether it's you're a criminal and you're looking to extort money, etc. But ultimately, it's really about manipulation. So I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to leave that as an overlap place because I think the dynamic here is people are very concerned, especially the SEC, unregulated markets or markets that are very thin with big liquidity close are subject to manipulation. Yes, companies that suddenly change their name or yes, companies that say they're doing one thing and not another or really just uh, capital structures that don't make sense. Regulation. Look, both of these guys want more regulation. Be clear. Bottom line here is regulation actually means it gives you a path forward, and I think both of these places belong there. Um, In the regulatory world, you hear investors on both sides saying we embrace it. Speculation, same thing. Bottom line. We saw enormous speculation here, right? Wasn't that really what it's about? I would argue that a lot of the people that were trading crypto were trading it because it was so volatile, the speculation was never better. How about over here? Well, I'll tell you what. Yes, massive speculation, but I would make an argument that this is a much more fundamental story, so I'm going to leave that one over there. Yeah, I know that. Maybe I'm showing my bias. Bottom line, volatility, you've got it in both places, and you can certainly argue, again, these are less transparent asset classes. They are less liquid asset classes. Volatility is prevalent. It will remain prevalent, especially with valuations where they
3: are. So my question to Tim would be, Mm -hmm. today is, listen, you can't look back, you can only look forward. Given the choice between the two, what's more compelling at these levels, crypto after the huge sell-off or cannabis after the huge run to the upside? Well,
0: to me, cannabis is, look, this is a consumer product story. This is a, a, the development of what I think is ultimately a social dynamic. Uh, it certainly is going to affect the way people look at a lot of different industries, including pharma and consumption. So that, to me, I think I've said that on this show. I, I think at these levels, crypto is interesting. Bottom line, though, at these levels, people really don't know what the valuations of the companies are in the cannabis world. And that's why I think they need to look at the strategic focus of the company, the quality of the management team, and make the decisions from there.
1: All right. Thanks, Tim. Time Welcome. for the final trade. Get that over here, man. Guy, what do you say? Oh, so that's, a, that's a great you know, Look at
3: Wynn Resorts. W-Y-N-N. Stock is sold off down to 125. Think it held where it should have. I think Wynn gets you done there, Mel. Dan? Yeah, stick around, Box. We're going to trade it uh, in way.
1: Timothy. Very
0: defensive, whether it's consumer discretionary or even some staples. But Home Depot, like Home Depot, stay there.
5: Medtronics on the long side, just breaking out to all-time highs.
1: Got any plans for the weekend?
3: we got time
0: to kill. Is
1: so that what's it's going time on? time to kill. You guys are so, audience, like, Tell what lippy. happened. Usually yeah, you never go, go back I know when the, the show easy. ends. If anybody Carter's over All there. Right. La, 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 you know, That does it for times. us here at Fast Money. Thanks so much for watching. See you back here at 5 on Monday. Meantime, don't go anywhere. Options action begins right after this break.
5: How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course. Get the limited-time offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses.